123 show with me, Noreen. And joining us in the studio right now is the one and the only Sadia Osmani. How are you doing, Sadia? Good afternoon to you. Yeah, I'm doing very well. And this is the first time in the studio since I've come back to Hong Kong, which is very nice to be back in. Exactly. What was your travels like? Oh, I was just telling you, it was, a quite, it was all quite hectic, actually, because um, I, as you know, I got COVID as soon as I got to the UK, which I picked up from Hong Kong. And then I had guests and I had all sorts of things going on. So it felt like a little bit of a roller coaster. So I'm actually, my three days in quarantine were actually like a bit of a staycation, to tell you the truth. <laughs> if only it was, it was longer. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of actually quite nice just to relax in those three days. But I'm back to things now. And, you know, with everyday issues and stuff, we kind of manage and get through. And actually, normally, you know, when I do chinwag, um, I always choose a subject which is relevant to me, perhaps something I've noticed or whatever. And it's usually quite lighthearted. But um, I, you know, I don't want to add any kind of a grim flavour to the afternoon. But actually, um, Chinwag today is a little bit more serious um, because of certain things that I've um, come across just recently. Um, and really, what it is that I was going to talk about was uh, about control and pressure in our lives. Um, the reason I'm talking about that is because just recently and I'm sure um, you know this is a subject I'm not a medical practitioner or a a psychiatrist or anything like that but this is purely um, from my experiences just as an individual and I'm sure people across the world experience this at some point or another or know of somebody who's gone through this because last weekend um, my daughter told me that her one of her best friends got in touch with her and told her that her brother who is about similar age to my son about sort of 27 actually took his own life and um, it was just absolutely shocking because you know my children had gone to school with him and they knew him and he was a lawyer I think Um, he just started he completed his law and he was um, working in London and um, it was a real shock because I think what happened is that supposedly he decided it was something that he decided to do and yet he had quite a few friends but nobody really seemed to be aware of the fact that he had any issues or any mental problems or anything like that Um, and the reason I really wanted to highlight it it was more about looking at the pressures and the control that it is in our life that sometimes those pressures and that control take over our lives and we lose sight of what is happening, even to the extent that, um, you know, where we may have friends and uh, family who we may sense sometimes that they're not in the right place, they're not very happy or something, or they're going through a difficult time. Um, And it's so, so important for us to actually see that and perhaps react to it somehow. I know we're all really busy. And I know it's very easy these days to, you know, we all have phones accessible to us. We can reach our friends. And if they are going through difficult circumstances, it's always nice just to hear from somebody and just to say, even, you know, you might be thousands of miles away, but just to say, listen, are you all right? Do you want to have a chat or whatever? Because you don't know whose life or whose kind of, uh, you know, situation in life you might just change. Um, so I was looking into this whole subject about pressures of modern life. And, um, and there are a number of studies, for instance, in countries like the USA. 
that suggests that people currently feel more anxious and stressed than they did in the 1950s. Um, well, that's obvious. And also, just within the last three years, we know the pandemic has had a huge effect on people's lives. And the kind of preoccupation that we have with our health these days and stuff and how conscious we are and I think you know we're hesitant if we're standing if just now in the MTR you know um, you can be standing next to somebody and if somebody just slightly coughs everyone shifts a couple of inches you know and this is the thing that now we are in a, in this kind of situation where, oh, where, we're so where, sensitive. where people are so so sensitive and it, and it can be quite hard you know and I think it's all it's important for us to sort of be aware of it um, mentally and emotionally obviously some of the expectations that people face from families and from employers and society these are kind of perceived pressures and also yeah perceived pressures say from advertising like you know what you look like how slim you are how fat you are how you know your skin is not right and 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 whether you're aging and you know these things these some of these things are just quite unrealistic you can't really go by those so i think it's it's for us to kind of take some of these things and understand because you know for me um, you know, when you have children of that age and you imagine that I cannot imagine what a parent would go through if they got that news. And one more thing that was really, uh, really touched me like anything was that when she was telling me about this, she said that this guy actually, um, you know, sent an email to his mother, to his sister and to his father. And in that email, he explained that he'd had some work pressures and this and this, this, whatever. But when just he decided to jump off a bridge and when just before he did that, he sent a text message to his father. And and when he sent this text message, the father got the text message and the text message was to say, look, I'm at this bridge. See this email. And the father was preoccupied with something at that moment in time. And for a for he delayed slightly and and he now is going through absolute hell in himself thinking if only I had wrong him at that point could I have saved him um, so you know sometimes we have things that are on our mind somebody might ring us our friend or somebody who's a family and might come and ring us and say hey do you have a couple of minutes to talk and we think, oh, do you know what? My my drama's just about to start, or I'm about, I'm just about to do this or this, and you and you just don't know what they are going through at that point. So I think it was really a mental note for me too, and for anyone else. This is why I wanted to say it on Chinwag, is that you know it's so important for us to take that time out, because you know sometimes we may just pick up our phones and we may look at Facebook and see some stupid little video on on a cat or a dog or whatever, and we wait that time doing that and then we think oh we don't have enough time to ring this person back or whatever but I think you know people are always there in the good times you can say oh listen I'm having a big party this uh, this uh, this weekend do you want to come to it and everyone will come yes of course I will but then suddenly when you ask for help um, people are a bit hesitant and because it's all a bit awkward they don't want to get involved um, when I was looking at some of the stats and stuff that are out they were saying that 
you know, all these expectations that are there and, and all of this can be quite stressful and demoralizing and, and it can lead to obviously anxiety and depression. Um, Robert Saplotsky of Stanford University argued that the epidemic of stress and stress-related mental distress in Western societies, which is huge, which, you know, usually comes from rich and privileged compared to the rest of the world, is strongly linked to sort of psychological factors. We're ecologically privileged enough that we can invent social and psychological stress um, which is a bit of a you know you think well not all of it is invented some of it comes from real life situations whether it's work pressures and things like that there was another study in 2018 that I was looking at and that was about the pressures of modern life and researchers who carried out a detailed study found that the pressure at work home and in our social life has led to 40% of the nation to now believe that they suffer from some sort of anxiety Right, and more than one in five reckon they are more fretful, edgy, or tense that compared to what they were five years ago with health concerns, and that is without actually mentioning this study from was from two thousand and eighteen that is without actually mentioning things like the pandemic, you know. Um, and others have become stressed about taking time off work and socialising and their finances and their career. Another six in ten have turned to exercise to try and combat the issue, while 50, 59% are reliant on medication and supplementary things, right? And it says that our lives are becoming busier and we can feel quite overwhelmed and we're constantly striving for more and sort of better things. Um, the con and, and then it was saying that the study also found that 62% of people believe life is becoming increasingly more full of anxiety uh, and provoking with average an adult rating that their anxiety levels at almost three out of five, with five being the very severe, only one in 20 put their anxiety at a full five. So you can see that, you know, there's lots of different different statistics there that are pointing to this. Um, sufferers have also, and others, uh, have said that things like, you know, when you're going through that kind of anxiety and stress, you end relationships, like 19% of people will end a relationship that they have. They will lose friends, that's 27% of people will start losing friends because of the way that they're behaving with their anxiety. 36% of them will put on weight. And, you know, 43% will avoid socialising. So I suppose that these are all sort of signs that you need to kind of watch out for when, when you have close family, when you have close friends. Um, and then they said the top 10 effects of anxiety. Um, one was this whole reduced confidence level. Two, it, it made you overthink and dwell on things. Um, three, you avoid going out as much as possible. Four, it made you more irritable. Five was the avoid socialing, socialising. Six, putting on weight. Seven, losing friends. Eight, taking time off work. Nine, stopping exercise. And number ten, ending relationships. Wow. Sadia, the, the trouble is nowadays, you know, I mean, having normal stresses in life is is normal. The trouble is we have so much anxiety that life can get so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. There's no outlet mm. for people. I mean, what do people do when, they, when, when they're stressed? I mean, because they're working such long hours, they don't get the time to exercise yeah. and actually have that work-life balance. It's, I it, think there it, is a big onus. I mean, yeah. like everywhere, there is a big onus on 
on, you know, when you're talking about large corporates and multinationals and things like that, then there is a big onus on them too, because, you know, and I know, I know of quite a few, you know, big multinationals and stuff where, you know, they have huge premises and in that, during that, in that premises, they have a gym. They mm. almost have a village. Yeah. Like, you know, they have the gym, they have the eating places, they have everything. So it's almost like it does actually stop people from going out of that environment. I was going to say, you're so surrounded you provide, by your, yeah, yeah, you you're provide it, but they that. still don't leave the office yeah. and you don't get that But that's the whole point, that they don't leave the office because they don't want them to leave the office because they want them focused on what they're doing. And, and I think, you know, more open spaces as well to get out and have some fresh air, even if it's a rooftop garden or something, just to get out and have some fresh air and, and breathe, you know. Um, so I think, you know, I think also that the more people who actually do feel these stresses at work must not feel that they should stay quiet about it. They yeah. should just go and say, listen, I'm really not feeling great and I really think I need somebody to talk to. Yeah. And, and Communication yeah. is the key. And I think a lot of it is there's still such a taboo or stigma when it comes to discussing our mental health. A lot of times people feel shame to admit mm. that, you know, I'm going through some really difficult stuff. Because to other people, they might not, you know, the people might think, oh, they have it all, you know, a good job, a good family, um, and, and what have you. But depression or, or mental health il illness isn't like that. You, you can't be too, your life can't be too perfect to, to be struck no. by depression. And that's one thing that I hope people will understand that it can really, you know, touch anybody at any time. Yeah, yeah. And you, you're never too rich. You, you, you're never too happy or anything to no, be depressed. No, no, and happiness oh. doesn't necessarily mean that you are, I mean, you know, being rich or having everything you want. You can have a fabulous job. You yeah. could be doing really well. You could have a great girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever. And... But there's something inside you, and it is something. I mean, you know, things like depression, Could be an imbalance of yeah, the, the, exactly. the chemicals, it's, and that's right. Yeah. And I think that's where okay, if you've got a broken leg, people can see you've got a broken leg. But I'm afraid, you know, some of these things are not visible, and sometimes yeah. that's why they're probably taken lighter because you can't see it. If somebody comes in a disheveled state to an office and says, "Oh, I can't take it, the stress," yeah, fair enough. But, but generally, people, people are not going to. They're yeah. going to hide it. They're going to show that they are strong and they're capable and they can do everything but I think it's some of these signs that people should feel comfortable enough to be able to say listen I'm having a difficult time and I just like a bit of support and and this can happen in any part of your life I mean just so it just so happens that um, this week my husband is in hospital because he had an infection and he's had uh, all sorts of issues with this leg that, you know, it got infected. And so we are toing and froing, like he's been stuck in hospital, but it means that you have to go and pay visits to hospital to deliver food or whatever. But like amongst all of that, you just feel that, okay, he's being looked after, he's in, he's in a good place, whatever the conditions, whatever the lines that you have to wait for and things like that, it's okay, he's in good hands. Yeah. And you know that, he, that wherever you are in the hospital, you know, Hong Kong, we are very lucky, we have a, a great health authority, you know, um, hospital authority, and, you know, they do some marvellous work, they really do, and, you know, they are working hard and they are going through masses of people. So you have to always try and look at the positive side of things. If you start to get real doom and gloom about things and oh my god you know when are you going to get better when are you going to get out? it doesn't help anyone you know i kind of a bit crazy because i always make a point like if i'm going to go and see my husband briefly in the hospital i will make sure i 
I go and look happy. I go and I, you know, even if I have a mask on, I will wear something nice. I will put some lipstick on just so that I am generally, you know, the vibes he's getting is that I'm not hassled by this. I'm okay. And you need to be okay too. And that's really important, Sadia. Good, good for you because he's, you know, his emotions are used to, to manage his own sort of state mm. of mind mm. and his own situation. And by seeing that you're okay, it's one less thing for him to have yeah, to worry about. Because yeah. if he saw you sort of, oh, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, he's thinking I'm having anxiety or I'm because it doesn't help because generally you know you can see that when people get better it is a lot to do with their mind it is a lot to do with peace uh, uh, it is a lot to do okay yes they eat good food and, and they and they have rest and things like that but uh, if you're if you're having anxiety about other things or whether somebody's at home who's miserable who's crying who's not being able to deal with things that's the last thing you need and that's not going to help your recovery so really I would say you know today's chin is really about I think we all just need to open our eyes because you know these are it could be our children it could be somebody we know who's very close to us who is going through a very difficult time so maybe we need to just get them on our radar and and be aware that there may be people who are having a difficult time and just to be there even if it's just a couple of words of solace you know I think that would work absolutely and I just want to say you know if you do know anybody who's depressed or has other mental health issues do reach out to them if you yourself have these uh, thoughts or tendencies of, of suicide then do really reach out there are many hotlines out there that you can reach out samaritans and you know find somebody to talk to because life is definitely better with you in it so really look after your mental health thank you so much sadia for bringing attention to, to such an important issues and like my grandma always says you know change the things that you can control and if things you can't control then it's okay to, to let it go there are times in your life where things are not perfect but that is life that and is life that yeah is, that absolutely. is life <laughs> thank you so much for your time sadia